Hi, this is Nikita. And I'm Maddie. And this is We Hate That. Welcome from Nikita's kitchen table. It's a classy little studio. <laughs> got a got a good deal on it. Um, but today we are talking about something that might be a little bit sensitive again. <laughs> Seems to be a habit. We just can't quit. We can't quit. We're controversial. But today we're talking about the fact that we hate oversharing of weddings on social media. And that's a mouthful, so we decided not to say it in unison. Mm-hmm. That was for you, the listeners. Yeah, we understand that would, <laughs> that would be a lot. Um, but <clears throat> I understand that that sounds a little bit callous and insensitive because weddings are certainly important and a huge milestone in life to be celebrated. But for the purposes of this particular episode, we will call oversharing a constant barrage of videos, images, and stories about a couple's wedding far beyond the reasonable window. (laughs) We'll define that as well. So to dig in a little bit, this is not the typical, we're excited about our wedding, so we're going to post several photos and our official wedding video within the year or so that we get married. I still consider that very reasonable. Oh, yeah. For a major life event? Sure. I give you plus or minus a year. (laughs) I know. Yeah, I agree. Because, like, you get new shoes and you want to flaunt them for, like, at least six months. Absolutely. So getting married to someone should be fair. It's a call out on my Instagram content. Yeah, it's about you specifically. It's curated. <laughs> um, no, I love her posts about her shoes. They're absolutely fabulous. Maybe we'll post one on the site one day. Yeah. Just my a, jelly sandals. Jelly sandals, dude. She's bringing it back. Um, but anyway, it's not It's not that. It's not that super reasonable approach. It's actually, we're talking about the countdowns, the constant stories and posting every day The finding a way to make every photo or post about your wedding, even if it's just not related, like it's Father's Day and you're saying happy Father's Day to your dad, but you're also like, you're about to be a father-in-law because, insert wedding hashtag, or it's International Dog Day, so you're speaking from the perspective of your dog and talking about how exciting, excited he is for his paw rinse to get, oof, to get married. Which is just not true. The dog doesn't care. It doesn't grasp the concept of marriage. Likely not. No. And nor did some people as well. So I, I get it. <laughs> no, that wasn't shade. Like, I just mean, okay, less people are getting married. It's fine. Separate day. Separate conversation. But then, yeah, so those are all the kind of annoying behaviors we might see prototypical leading up to the wedding. Sure. That are over the top, in my opinion. And then after the wedding, there are just people who cannot let go of the posting. So I'm talking, we're seeing three years later, down the line, it's this person's friend's birthday. And so the photo that they choose to post for the birthday shout out is a picture of they themselves in their wedding dress and their friend whose birthday it is next to them in their bridesmaid's dress. Which like, as a side note, I don't feel like that's really highlighting your friend because you're choosing to post a photo of the time that you literally got dolled up professionally to look your best and your friend is wearing something that is intentionally undistracting. Ugh, it's like when someone posts the group photo where your eyes are closed. It's like, were you thinking about me? Right. <laughs> and especially on your birthday, that is savage. So anyway, that's a side note. Um, but the point being, three years after the wedding, you are still constantly seeing their feed peppered with wedding mementos and seemingly only wedding mementos. So hopefully by now you all have, you know, the prototypical type that we're talking about in mind. A huge disclaimer. We 
do not hate you if you fall into this category that Nikita and I have outlined. It's not meant to be an attack in any way, shape, or form. It's more that we hate the construct and the widespread act itself. Um, and we'll explain why this has sort of become a phenomenon and that if you do this, it's not really your fault. We've been primed to do this by society. So why? Why do we and so many people do this, overshare our weddings? Quite simply, it's because from day one, we, especially as women, are taught that a wedding is your life's work. Like, we can all remember playing house, playing wedding in preschool and practice walking down the aisle. And every single movie we watch growing up, <laughs> Disney movies in particular, culminate in a wedding. Um, and they're getting married. It's happy. And credits Happily ever after, they finished. They did it all. They did life. 100%. <laughs> they're 21. They did life. They're 21 and they're finished. <laughs> so we we treat it as a focal point in life and we honor it as such in social media, which is fair. But when it's finally our turn, we go off. And, you know, we've never celebrated our careers in this way, probably because we didn't spend spend our childhoods rehearsing a promotion or picking out our suits for work, but by walking down the aisle and making toilet paper veils trailing behind oh, us. It's very specific, Manny. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's particular to a time I tried on my aunt's wedding dress, but I digress. <laughs> um, so we gear up and we feel the limelight and we want to hold on to it for as long as possible, this special, beautiful moment. Hence... The social media posts. Exactly. And I read an article um, aptly named, You Can Stop Reliving Your Wedding on Instagram Now, uh, that stated it best, in my opinion. It said, Understandably, there can be echoes of sadness, maybe even grief, after the anticipation dissolves into routine. There are so few times in a woman's life where she receives universal and unbridled attention. When she gets married, when she has a child, and then what? When she's literally died, society has wrongfully affirmed that women are most worth celebrating during these life cycle moments. So for some, it's hard to let go or lose those positive affirmations. Absolutely. Um, so we're sharing all this, but why is it bad? At this point, you might be like, Maddie, Nikita, there are so many issues in the world and so many people go overboard on social media. So why aren't you picking on people over posting their dogs or minion memes? Well, it's because this goes a little bit deeper in the way it affects women and society as a whole. So first off, if we're thinking about it, it really makes people focus on a great wedding and not a great relationship. So you move the focus away from what the wedding actually signifies, which is a lifelong commitment, and it moves towards a singular event, which creates a pedestal for your relationship, which also becomes, as Nikita aptly puts it, a rose-tinted yardstick for the future. Exactly. So you can always look back on that moment, and when you're, you know, cleaning up a baby's spit-up together mm. at 5 a.m., you're, like, looking back at those wedding photos and thinking those were the golden days. But so much of that is curated anyway. Um, so the second point is that we really feel that it can encourage settling. Like a widespread 
boosting and, you know, perhaps overhyping of weddings and, and over highlighting their importance that society has done to us and that we are exacerbating when we do overshare our weddings um, can make people blind to a poor or toxic relationship because they're so excited about the wedding. They might be missing signals, you know, something not ideal happens in an argument and they think, okay, but you know, we're getting married, it's gonna be so beautiful. Or they may be in a situation where they already recognize that they're in a bad relationship, but they decide to stay even if they know that it's wrong for them. And the reason for that is because another point is it's prized in society. Society emphasizes a wedding as a marker of success, particularly for women. Mm -hmm. We all know that when you get the ring as a woman, it's like you did this amazing thing. You got it, girl. When a guy gets engaged, it's like, okay, old ball and chain. Like he's like hanging up his fun suit or whatever. (laughs) So he's resigned. So it's definitely not. I don't think it's like a prize for a man. But um, kind of more proof that it's prized in society as a woman is because when you go to like a an event with all your family members, it's commonplace for the female relatives that are young to get asked, when are you getting married? Are you with anybody? And for the men to get asked about their careers, which paints a clear picture that that is seen as such a sort of hallmark achievement for mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Something else we, we wanted to bring up is that, again, oversharing the wedding as this particular event can also encourage some financial insolvency. So we all know that social media can cause pressure to conform to a certain way. So some may feel pressured to spend in order to feel like their weddings measure up. So we have some astounding facts for you. Uh, According to The Knot, the average wedding in the U.S. costs over $35,000. Oof. (laughs) That is so much money. We could stop there, but we have more. Um, (laughs) The average age of marriage in the U.S. right now is about 28 years old, but the median net worth of someone under 35 is just under $7,000. Huge disparity between the $7,000 median worth and then the average wedding cost of 35. So with that in mind, it shouldn't be... Surprising that according to a study by LendingTree, most couples, meaning 74%, plan to take on debt to cover wedding costs. A striking 61% said they plan to use their credit cards to help cover the costs. And a few plan to take out personal loans to help cover the costs, 21%. So it is not a small amount of people who are going to go into financial debt to plan a wedding which is just a big party. Yes. And part of that fire is being fueled by the fact that it's this thing that's made so central on social media that Mm -hmm. is, you know, just huge. Yeah. And I can't blame someone for that. It's societal pressure and it's there everyone. But uh, the last point we wanted to make is like this wedding oversharing can create um, wedding fatigue. So think about, you know, when Christmas is coming in December and it's, 
September and now they <laughs> released the pumpkin spice latte <laughs> and Macy's put up their tree and you take your picture and at first it's really exciting and you're singing Mariah Carey and you're buying scented candles and you're really excited for Christmas but first you go through Halloween and then it's Thanksgiving and suddenly you've heard I don't want a lot for Christmas coming on over a hundred times and you are twitching in reaction to the overexposure you've had to Christmas and you still have a month left after Thanksgiving. It's like that. And that's what it can feel like when you see someone posting in anticipation of their wedding for one, two years leading up to the actual event. Right. You're so over it at that point. You're like, I feel like I have already attended this wedding. Like, I feel like you've gushed so much that I've definitely already heard what will make up your vows, essentially. And, sorry, go We've ahead. We've all Matt. been there, right? Like, Nikita and I were talking about this, and I actually don't have a lot of friends who are the retroactive oversharers, but mm. I have a lot of friends who are the preemptive sharers, who are on, who are really front-loading their wedding content, and I feel like I'm attending, even though I'm absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, um, and like Maddie said, it's completely understandable, um, and again, we're not trying to be nitpicky about specific behavior so much as like calling out what might form an overall pattern. Because the funny thing is we started the show by mentioning how special weddings are. Mm -hmm. And they really are. And ironically, some of these behaviors also kind of de-emphasize or take the shine away from that specialness. Mm -hmm. So here's some tips on what to do. As we've mentioned before, we always want to end the show in sort of a positive light and talk mm -hmm. about what you can do about it. So if you are actually involved in the wedding, if you're the bride or the groom, the first thing is let's limit the countdown clock. So is finding your wedding dress or booking your venue an important milestone? Totally. Should you post about it? Sure, if you feel like it. I get it. Those are a big deal that ladder up to the big day. Mm -hmm. If there's 137 days until your wedding, I don't know that it it deserves a post. I just put that in the stories maybe. Like yeah, maybe a fleeting a fleeting <laughs> moment. An ephemeral post perhaps. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think a constant countdown will make people less excited when the actual day rolls around than, than being like, oh my gosh, it's here already. Mm -hmm. You know, that's maybe a better, better approach. And then the second thing is be choosy about your forums. So we're talking about social media as a whole, but not all forms of social media are created equal, particularly when it comes to this issue. Posting to Instagram or Facebook to share your joy might result in mixed reviews because not everybody on your Insta or Facebook are currently getting married or even want to hear about your wedding. So try a forum like Wedding Wire or some specific subreddits on Reddit, which we know we've mentioned three times. So three out of three shows so far. Mm -hmm. We love Reddit. <laughs> um, but there's subreddits like r slash wedding where you'll not only be able to post all you want, but you will also find people going through similar things who will also be able to like empathize more with the fact that it truly is one of the most stressful and exciting times of your life. Absolutely. Another tip we have for you is to perhaps limit the gushing waterfall of posts about your adoration for your partner. And the reason we say that is 
not because we're not happy for you. We are thrilled that you found the love of your life. Like, sis, I could not be more excited for you. (laughs) You're like, it's hashtag rare. You did it. Yeah. Like, absolutely. Round of applause. I am so excited. But continually expressing and posting those, like, love you, love you, love you, can't wait posts can do a couple things. So, one, it can make single or unhappy and love friends just kind of feel bad. And, and I know that's not your intention. And two, it's also kind of an indirect way to share your love of your partner. You know, like, because you're sharing the post like, hey, shout out to you, my partner. I love you so much. But you have hundreds or thousands of followers that, but the post is just for one person. So it's just, it's inefficient. it's an inefficient use of your social media and we love that you are loved up with your partner but maybe just like redirect some of that love to your partner directly keep some public keep some private it's it's more genuine it probably means more to them um and then as far as like after your wedding so if you feel like you might be the the post wedding oversharer that's the bucket you fall into um Post photos celebrating your current married life. Like, that's what it's all about, right? Is the wedding leads to the rest of your life. That's what I want to see. Will it be as sexy, romantic, or well-lit? Like, probably not. But it's you. And that's why we're your friends. Is because we want to see you. And your current life and your marriage. This thing that you were so excited about to begin with. Um, And this is an opportunity to start filling the current jarring void of questions of like what happens next right so rewrite the disney history and start letting girls know that your life doesn't end after i do exactly that's that's what it's all about right in in theory and so it's kind of weird it's sort of like how you just see women in their 40s like disappear on tv like there's women that are like hot and younger and they're like under 30 or mm-hmm. around 30 and then then you have your cute like Betty Whites and stuff but you yeah. just like don't see middle-aged women it's gone that's that's to me what like the post-wedding life is for like three to five years I feel like the only picture I'm seeing of those couples are their wedding pictures mm-hmm. like no we want to see what you're up to we want to see what that wedding led to so as a last resort if none of these tips are really going to work for you and you really do feel like you are going to have the temptation to consistently post photos of your wedding and you want to your prerogative yeah it is a free country it is your (laughs) life it is 2019 celebrate how you want sis but if you do feel like you want to do that maybe create a completely separate instagram account for posting those pictures and you then don't even need to hold back because your friends and family can opt into that um and you can tag that account in some of the wedding photos that you choose to share on your sort of regular personal page and then people can see all the nitty gritty that they want if they do choose to opt in. The reason that this was kind of down at the bottom and not kind of upfront our first suggestion is because it does still place weddings in this like very sacred, special place. Like it is, you know, all about the wedding. The all important. The all important, exactly. But it's still a valid option. Yeah. People make travel Instagrams, food Instagrams, make a wedding Instagram. Do it. So let's say you're not getting married or you're far away from it like me and maybe you're 
annoyed or your mental health is being affected by these posts, you can unfollow if you're not close to them or block or mute the posts. You know, feel empowered to take control of the situation. I have muted my fair share of stories and people that are just not good for me, but for social reasons, I still want to be connected to them. There is no shame and they'll never know. Um, and so in general, of course, um, obviously be excited and supportive for your friends and their special day. But you as the non-getting married person, don't overemphasize it. You know, if you have an engaged friend, coworker, acquaintance, person on the street, you should just ask, you can ask them more about things aside from their upcoming nuptials. Remind yourself and them that they are a dynamic person. You know, you can redirect them and remind them that their wedding is everything. Change the dialogue from when's the big day, when do you think you'll get engaged, have you picked your colors, have you picked your flowers, to what are you enjoying most about your relationship right now, what's been a challenge lately. Things about the actual relationship versus the symbol of the relationship, which is the wedding. Exactly. Um, and we want to close the show the same way that we opened it, by reminding you that we're really not chastising you if you've done or do any of the things that we've discussed. Society has been constructed to basically make us laser focused on weddings, but in a time when we're just increasingly empowered to be amazing career women and volunteers and friends, etc., we just want to encourage you and your friends to remember that you're more than just a fiancé or a wife. Um, so please reach out to us through any of our channels. Um, for email, we are wehatethatpodcast at gmail.com. For Insta, we are at wehatethatpodcast. For Twitter, at wehatethatpod. To let us know what you think um, and what you've thought about the show so far. Maybe some topics that you'd like to see us talk about as well. Yeah, if you hate it, we might hate it too. <laughs> so we are signing off for today but always remember we, we hate, hate that, that but we, we love, love you, you.